Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Uh, We're going to move very quickly tonight because on this, the Internet's, I don't know, fifth most popular, sixth most popular podcast. I don't have the numbers behind it, but that just feels right. We're going to discuss college football previews. Oh, yes, college football previews on May 17th, which means we don't know anything. And that's fine. That's fine. You already knew that. And the people who are going to help me break that this down, uh, Ryan, how are we doing this this week and with what teams? This is Ryan Nanny joining us from uh, uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, we're, we're continuing our ill-conceived plan wherein we took every Power 5 team, put them in random order, asked our Twitter followers to give us five random numbers, and then just did the five teams that, that matched them. As a result, we have, uh, hey, two more Pac-12 teams, Utah and Oregon, and we have Notre Dame, and we have Minnesota, and we have Kansas, all of which are schools. (laughs) That's definitely true. All of which are schools that have uh, attempted to field football teams, right? uh, Many of them state schools. A super majority of them are state schools. Your tax dollars. Your tax dollars at um, work is a real strong word. Well, especially because today is not just any day. Today, no. today is our, I think this is something like our sixth annual. Let's find out how much Notre Dame is still paying Charlie Weiss Day. That number, oh. that number uh, for, for July 2014 through June 2015. Do either of you gentlemen have a guess? I'm going to cheat. I've already looked it okay, up. Okay, that's fine. So you beat me to this. We'll have to ask Jason sight unseen. So is this out of his total contract? How much he paid? 
Uh, just just how much he got paid for one year of not working. Oh, and, oh so how much how much he made this year? Off yes, Notre Dame. just just from just from summer 2014 to summer 2015. Uh, is it like four million? It's it's not quite that high. Three million? It's it's uh, a little over two. Okay, a little huh. over. Too. Although I, I'm, I am overbidding significantly on Charlie Weiss. Well, it's mostly that the, the <laughs> you, money was not... spread out. So call me the call me the Florida Gators, I guess. All right, that's not that's not. We're not necessary. even close. We're not even close to the team that overbid for Charlie Weiss the most. We sir. were we were the ones still paying Will Muschamp. It's different because it's it different. makes us mad. We pay, uh, so, we pay so for it's... we pay for honest fraud, not outright fraud. I like that you guys paid him to uh, to only do half as much work, and uh, and the, and it was still bad. I mean, yeah. Did you see Auburn games? But we're not here to talk about Auburn. Never. We wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> uh, way, the good the news. Most, the most the most entertaining thing about that contract, by the way, is that Weiss earned two million dollars, which is about four hundred thirty thousand dollars more than Brian Kelly earned yeah. over the same period from two thousand fourteen to fifteen. Yeah. That contract been redone. But I like to rub salt in wounds wherever I see the crimson flowing. And right there, that's 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 pretty bitter. In addition to that, by the way, I'd like to remind everyone the total compensation that Charlie Weiss received. I believe this was after one season, one successful season when his contract was extended. And they just jumped right into bed with him. Mm, isn't that a visual? Since, <laughs> since he was fired, he's earned $16 million. Nine hundred and twelve thousand one hundred twenty-three dollars. But they're almost done. They're almost. almost they have one more big payment to make, <laughs> and then they will have paid him just under nineteen million dollars, and then they're free. Why? Like, why not? Why not just pay it off now? Well, Jason, have you ever met someone with student loan debt? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> okay, it's sort of like that. Except you can't, because you're an institution and not a person, you can't even fake your own death and get out of it. Well, uh, so Notre Dame can't fake its own death? I mean, they could. I mean, it's, it's kind of a perfect circle kind of thing, because when you want to fake your death as a football program, you hire Charlie Weiss. But the only way to escape from paying Charlie Weiss is you have to hire him again. Oh, shit, that's how he did it. The perfect you know, you know who I'm. You know who I'm not getting in a tontine with in a death pool? Charlie Weiss. I know how this works. They'll all put money on Charlie and be like, man, Charlie's going to die first. You know? No. Nope. No, he's living to like 108. Or in other words, just before just before South Carolina manages to finish paying off the contract that they signed him on in like 2020 after Mush Jam. I mean, Charlie's riding around with Elon Musk money at this point. He's done replaced all his all his blood with magical regenerating nano nano blood. Na- nano machines. They'll never die. I'll go. I'll go three and thirteen forever. <laughs> That's a superior schematic advantage of the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. That, uh, in addition to that, by the way, just a reminder: last time Charlie Wise coached for Notre Dame was two thousand nine. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> and, and of course, this killer contract that he's still coasting off of. It was what was it like three or four games into a season that that it just appeared. I'm not going to look it up. No, but it was something like that. Just take my word for it. It was like it was like they were, you know, just a basic four and one or something. And it was the, ap- yeah, it was after Money Zeppelin dropped. 
the the money the, the Notre Dame the Notre Dame bullion zeppelin. That and also remember somehow in between this, uh, he had a stint as the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, which I think I think gets us to um, the team we probably want to discuss first and, and be Na- real brief naturally about it. because these these go in order of interest and tenacity. Yeah, which so we're doing it in reverse order oh, yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, because starting, starting with Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, that's no, nice. no, we're gonna yeah, no, we're we're gonna wait I'm, on that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait. We that's will why talk Notre Dame is last. Save it. Savor it. We are gonna talk about Notre Dame, but the other teams we have to discuss. Let's not actually not start with Kansas. Aww. Oh God. I, I yeah. Let's not just. All right. Well, let's let's start with start. one of our two big twelve Pac twelve teams. You want to do Utah or Oregon? Let's do Oregon. Let's okay. just go Oregon. off with a bang with big shiny yeah. Oregon. All right, that's a that's a meaty topic. Anybody got anything? No. Nope. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's get to that hot Kansas football action. Okay. As for, as for Utah, <laughs> oh, oh uh, so Oregon, um, they got Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke's back. Mm-hmm. In case you, uh, speaking of coaches, do- speaking of dollar, coaches, dollar store Charlie Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> Which means uh, the next time we open it up for questions, which will be September, I guess, uh, we'll get lots of Brady Hoke Oregon questions. Oh, wait a second. So Oregon hired Brady Hoke to be a coordinator. He's going to last one year, and then Kansas is going to – god damn. It's just Kansas isn't going to learn this lesson. Well, congratulations, 2017 Kansas Jayhawks head coach Brady Hoke. We look forward to the great things you're going to do, possibly punching Bob Stoops in the head. Or, or Brian, Brian Kelly takes the New York Giants job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brady Hook to Notre Dame. That's, Ooh, that's anyway. Uh, or Oregon football. Sorry, focus on Oregon. So, can I just can I just ask the uncomfortable question? Sure. Is Mark Helfrich good at his job? No one knows <laughs> which 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 part of that job. The the part where he uh, takes a successful Oregon program and continues to be successful with it. Hmm. I was thinking, you know, like the offense part. Oh, oh, you wanted me. Uh, uh, let's go with the don't give up a four plus touchdown lead in a bowl game part. Yeah, it's pretty bad at that part so far. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Now, now let's before we do this, let's remember that. The dispelling the myth that having uh, anything moving forward out of a bowl is mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I think, illusory, right? I mean, it's not necessarily the thing that would bother me if I were an Oregon fan yeah. would not be anything that had happened in a bowl game, right? Okay, unless uh, unless it was sort of uh, emblematic of your problem in general and which, you didn't do anything about it which is but. to say that problem was you were great with vernon adams when he was healthy and when he wasn't oh boy right yeah so the two problems that got exposed in the bowl game is you did not have a long-term plan at quarterback right. and your defense was very bad yeah the defense has been bad like been porous only a couple years. Of years now yeah it, a couple of years so that's that's one thing that you go okay i don't think you can do that real well mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm pretty clear on that in addition to that, the thing that really would have worried me, like I always think when you fall off and you fall off hard, there's one game you point to where you go, oh, we're not what we used to be. Right, like, and, Yeah, and I, I know where you're going to go. ahead. Just go with it. You, you're guessing just do that. It. Just do it. You're guessing the 62 to 20 loss yeah. in Eugene to the Utah Utes. It's, it's, it's the in Eugene part that was very galling. Yeah, and if you look at this game, like, 
62 it's it's 6220 and that's a pretty gentle 6220 mm-hmm. in the second and the third quarters against one of the worst defenses like in recent history in Oregon and with a, a misfiring offense Utah managed to score 49 points in two quarters at home at Eugene like that's the loss where I go yeah, I kind of sort of think Halfridge can't do his job. That's just my guess. I guess or, when you see a, a, a power, or at least a recent power, lose in such a way that makes you think they've swapped jerseys with the other team, that's when you worry. Like, if you mm-hmm. saw Bama lose, you know, in some weird shootout, you don't worry all that much. If you see Bama just get run over, you worry. If you see Oregon get blasted 49 points in two quarters, this is not Oregon. This is Oregon, like, you know, this is what Oregon is supposed to do to people. Yeah, you lose. You lose by. <laughs> just say it out loud. It sounds so so good and bad. You lose by forty two at home. Forty two points. That's. Yeah, yeah, that 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 ain't happening. That that's that's like muy muy bad for everything that you want as an indicator for your program. And, so they and, hired Brady Hoke right. to fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But by, by the way, yeah. Then you then you blow thirty one point lead in uh in a bowl game. So, so there's that. Uh, there's there are positives here, right? Like one, we're always wrong. Like all three of us, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we were wrong in the sense that we thought Oregon was going to, you know, transition better than we thought they would after losing Marcus Mariota. But yeah, yeah, that's like, okay. Probably, we, we 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 can be wrong in both ways. Doesn't matter. I probably picked Oregon for the playoff last year, so yeah, I was pretty wrong there. I mean, they still have the kind of guys you point to and go, oh, they have Royce Freeman. Yeah. Uh-huh. They have Charles Nelson, yeah. right? Yeah. They have yeah. another FCS quarterback who is tall this time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that uh, Dakota Prukop? Uh-huh. Yeah, Dakota Prukop coming Which, in. Which, uh, the things I can tell you about this young man could fill a tweet. Well, I mean, I think at this point, I worry that Oregon football is the Casey Jones of football teams where it's like, man, they got a bag full of all kinds of stuff. They got a hockey stick and a cross stick (laughs) and a basketball. And exactly what is it you do with those? Oh, oh, I see. You don't really have a plan. You just you just sort of have a lot of equipment. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you got stuff. And by the way, this is like. If you don't think that Phil Knight won't fire Helfrich for going eight and four, ooh, ooh. Then, then you you are incorrect. He will. This is this is not how Phil Knight, known for the insane quota, known for the I don't know how you're going to do it, but that's what I want. A guy who yeah wears a headset during games. You don't want like one of my like one of my great distastes for the NFL is the consistent involvement of the owner as a character in things because mm-hmm. you know unless you're jerry jones i don't care jerry at least is going to do something to entertain me and look you know like hasty crazy somewhere this is one of the few instances in college football where you can very clearly say yeah that guy that guy's the owner because he's been caught wearing a headset on camera in and, the- and the most he's had to say about it was that it wasn't connected <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's it decorative. Wasn't. No, this is just this is just uh, cheap beats. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this, this chance the rapper album sounds great <laughs> on them. Just listening to my praise and worship. <laughs> just got that Kurt Franklin in there. Uh, yeah, that's that's the guy who will make this decision, and 
if if it's him making the decision, eight wins ain't going to cut it, especially, especially when you consider uh, their schedule, which has, like, a lot of extremely winnable games. Like, if I take you through it, you get, like, UC Davis, ding, one. You get Virginia. Virginia, that's a two. Mm-hmm. There's no way Virginia's going to, like, know what they're doing by then. Nebraska, that's at Lincoln, but it's Nebraska. Uh, you know, I think, like, that they could probably win that game. Then Colorado, they probably don't lose a game until Washington State at Pullman. And that right. and that feels like that should be maybe similar to last year's game, a close thing that goes to overtime or whatever. But right. it but it also is helped by the fact that you're right, it's a road game. And uh if you lose to Washington State now, it's not as bad as it looked previously. So I, I feel like the the longer we go through these, by the time we get to Washington State, we'll have them at like eleven and one. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. every time it's like, Oh, well sure sure, you'll lose to Washington State, but right. right. Well, they've got really like their toughest games are at Utah, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at USC on the road, uh, and then they get Stanford. In, they get Stanford in Eugene, so it's a pretty favorable schedule, especially because rival Oregon State happens to be grandiosely in the tank and probably will be for at least another year or two, yep. right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say you get you beat Washington at home, you win at Nebraska, you know, at Washington State could be tough. Other than that. Pretty good chance at eight and no, you know, if you get past those few those few games. But like, I would understand, like, if you go eight and four with the schedule, you should probably be fired. Yeah. That's 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 if if Phil Knight's making the call, then yeah, that that's what he's going to do. Just because so, it, it's a sign that you're letting things slide, it doesn't mean you're terrible. It just right. means you're not you're not treading water at this point. You're sinking a little bit. It just means Lane Kiffin's available. Ooh boy. Ooh. Ooh boy. Yeah. You know, he's he's never failed in the Pac-12 North. <laughs> and and we see what going to a different division did for him in the SEC. So let's just be fair. It's like we're moving a plant around to find where in the house mm-hmm. it'll actually get sunlight. Where is like, where, where The plant where, just keeps dying. Where but. is this Lane Kiffin best for feng shui? <laughs> for, uh, evident, evidently under a very short shade tree in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> on the tar- I thought it was on the tarmac. I was wrong. Yeah, I thought he flourished at a. I thought he flourished, you know. Yeah, on the tarmac mm-hmm. at LAX. I still want to do the plaque, the Lane Kiffin Memorial <laughs> plaque right, that we just, you know, like flash glue to one of the pillars at LAX and don't tell anybody. Like, put it real low on the pole. Or like, just, we make it a thing to go to, like, go there and look fired. Call it like Kiffining. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so much wealthier than any of us. That's the best part of the joke. So is Mark. Yeah. Elf- so is Mark Helfrich. So. So he's, he's Mark Helfrich. You're, yeah, we can say anything we want about him, right? He's richer than we are. That's true. Mark, you're totally going to be fired. And you're failing right now. And you're, God, you're worth so much more money than any of us. Next. Utah. Let's talk Utah. about Utah. Turn up for Utah. No? You're the, you're the first person to use the phrase, <laughs> you, turn up and Utah yeah. in the same mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 no. That's not true. Kidnapped woman turns up in Utah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of something that a, a Utah would turn the volume up on, right. and I could not think of one. But right. yeah, yeah, you got it. And just you know what? And and if Utah football isn't the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt of of football teams, Kyle Whittingham who, certainly is. Yeah, like, how long has Kyle Whittingham had that job? He has been there since 2005. There are only three coaches 
that have been in their that have been at their current position longer than Kyle Whittingham. He's by Pac-12 in Pac-12 years. Kyle Whittingham is 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 basically Bill Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no. He's 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 the he's the Don. I'm pretty like, sure most. By a long shot, I I'm, think. I'm pretty sure most Pac-12 teams have had at l- coming up on three coaches since in the time that he's been <coughs> in Utah. UCLA for sure has. That doesn't even count all the time Sonny Dykes has left Cal and come back. <laughs> he he just loves him too much. <laughs> Cal's probably had about eleven coaches if you, if you really break it down. Washington State's had three. Yeah, it's. Whew. Man, Washington State had a three. <laughs> oh my they, god, they they did. We're not gonna. We'll get to the Washington State <laughs> preview, or maybe we won't. And and if I mean, Wolfpack. I mean, if you really want to be dark about it. Tyrone Willingham started at Washington the same year that Kyle Willingham started at Utah. So, Ooh, yeah, goodness, yeah. Make, that's make that's him. how long ago it is, though. That's how distant it is that that he's that his tenure began. You know, it's a state that builds the planes that carry thousands of people through the air every single day in the United States, and it's also the state that at one point hired Tyrone Willingham and Paul Wolf to be the football coaches of their flagship institutions football teams. Was was last year the Utah year that was supposed to be the producers where the Utah athletic the athletic uh, department basically did nothing to retain Utah's staff after a I would say reasonably successful 2014 where they went 9 and 4 um and I don't know. It just had this feeling like, okay, yeah, we'll give you another year, and and you're gonna fall flat on your face, and then we can kick you out the door, and nobody will go be mad. But then he beat Michigan and Oregon, and uh, and those are the only two that really mattered that much. But and BYU in a bowl game, and yes. now he's fine. I don't know. Is Kyle Whittingham fine? Nothing makes sense. Yeah, it it, it was. Uh... It was a couple weeks after the coaching carousel Mm -hmm. two years ago that, you know, the rumors were uh, Utah might fire Kyle Whittingham. Mm -hmm. Like, I think even the the rumors had a question mark on it. It was like, even if, you know, a a top source comes and tells you that, it still doesn't make any sense. And then he went and, you know, at one point was ranked in the top five last year. And, uh yeah, now now dad's dad's fine again. <laughs> dad's dad's, dad's, dad's never leaving us. <laughs> buff 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 dad. <laughs> buff dad has all his hair and a strong core. Yeah, and, no, and a good Kyle, job. Kyle, Kyle Whittingham is the dad who takes his shirt off at the pool and turns some heads. You know, I mean, like, it is pretty Utah to be stuck in a marriage that you're not sure if it makes you happy, but well, we'll just stick it out. <laughs> I got a gym membership. That's Kyle Whittingham. I don't know, man. See how it works. He's not actively awful. Marriage. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, But this year, this year, they kind of have a similar thing to Oregon going, don't they? In terms of what they should do with this schedule? This is a very, this is a very, this is a a highly drinkable schedule. If we were describing it as a beer. Meaning. They they caught Michigan in the two right years to do it. They did, and in addition to that, they also pick up BYU in a year where they've got some regime change going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You know, they're two out of con- they're out of conference games. They're Southern Utah and San Jose State. That's some Florida ass scheduling right there. <laughs> no, because they're playing a team in their state. 
Oh, that's true. That's true. And Fight then, me, then, Miami. In addition no, to that, please, their please ro- don't. No, please don't. No, I, yeah, not in the face. Uh, and then their road games, like they really only have one, one or two super tough road games. Can, because can we, otherwise, can we talk they go, about the confusing ass road game. Uh, yes, please go ahead. They're playing at San Jose State the third yeah, week but, of the season. I mean, don't you want to go to San Jose? <laughs> don't you want to see San Jose sometime? I don't, I don't understand this decision at all. This is uh, like Baylor. Didn't Baylor play at Buffalo? <laughs> Baylor played at Buffalo. LSU played at Syracuse. Nothing makes sense. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> right now there are dozens of Florida State fans. They can feel it crying out that they need to just tell someone that Miami plays at App State. Because this is, <laughs> I swear that's going on FSU's like uh, official schedule poster this year. <laughs> By the way, Miami's playing at App State. Losers. This is a good bud you just did. I forgot. <laughs> I had completely forgotten that until you mentioned but it. You're My right. God. But you're right. But other than that, their road games are at Cal, at Oregon State, at UCLA, which UCLA is a fine team, but the Rose Bowl scares no one. I'm sorry. Uh, at Arizona State and at Colorado. Yeah, so really, like, at Arizona State, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were circling at UCLA. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not circling at UCLA because... There's, there's just nothing about playing UCLA on the road that strikes you as worse than playing them at home. You have to sit in a plane for a while. You do, and if you're looking for your parents uh, in the back rows of the Rose Bowl, they're super far away. So that's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, you, you can. You can see, that far. I was going to say you can see them. You can still see them. You'll be able to identify them individually out of the stands. I guess I feel like the whole Pac-12 this year, every schedule looks pretty manageable because no single team really jumps out as a, you know, as, as an overwhelming favorite. You know, like a lot of people think. I, 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 it might be the Power Conference with the least consensus on who's going to win it. I well, guess. Well, and there's also, I mean, the 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 overall. Unless I'm unless I'm forgetting something major, there's not a ton of great non-conference games for them this year, which is handy because last year it did not go well. Well, well, there's so that. I think you bumping down the difficulty a little bit. Yes, we know Utah beat Michigan and all that, but dialing it down a little bit is a pretty good idea this year. Just just lay low, lay low, and let everybody else do some damage to themselves. The the and then Al- there's USC playing Alabama and Notre Dame, <laughs> always showing off. With a first year, with a first year coach, <laughs> enjoy that. Uh, Utah, by the way, like it's going to look a lot like every other Utah team. You're like, well, lost a running back, probably got a pretty good running back. We're going to use him a lot. Uh, our quarterback, yeah, we, we'll have one. They'll, they will definitely, mm-hmm. will definitely have one. Someone of those. will play that position. I did. Uh, I should before somebody yells at me. I did forget that uh, USC plays Alabama this year, and Colorado plays Michigan. So, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Please continue yeah, but, talking about the Utah roster intelligently and with names that we know. Names, oh, yeah. such yeah. as the many Pacific Islander names mm-hmm. that always, always uh, uh, flourish throughout the Utah front seven. Alex sure Smith. Yes, him. Uh, let me give you my the, the, the best name from that, actually, two of them. Curtis Talfa mm-hmm. and David Laufatasaga. Great. Mackin. Yeah, it, bo- both, by the way, of course, defenders. They just sound like oh, defenders. Uh, 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 there's also a Latulale, isn't there? Yeah, I believe there's – I think by law there's State always law. a Lotulele. Yeah. A lo- a lotulele. 
It's, right? his, his first name is Lowell, which is amazing poetry that I hope Whew. to be able to conquer like by mid-November. That's going to destroy an announcer, and I love Can it. Can we get Vern Lundquist to call like a Utah-Hawaii game? <laughs> Actually, he'll he will be very deliberate. He would go on the tackle is lol low to low to lele low to lele, and then the background Gary going low low to low to lele low to lele. He Gary would say it right, but he'd have the the accent on the wrong syllable. Low to lele low to lele. I think he would say in such a way that would make you think he disapproves of Lowell. Like, <laughs> sure. he thinks Lowell's doing a really bad job, even though he's just saying his name. Latulale? <laughs> <laughs> he um, says that, and Lowell looks up like, what? What did I do? There is, I, I, I do think, I will say, I will admit it. I think Utah is a disrespected team, and I think there's one thing they can do that would instantly change at least my knee-jerk uh, assumptions about who they are and what they can do. And that thing is convince Steve Smith to retire and come coach wide receivers for them. Okay. I would be, I would immediately be like, oh, they got Steve Smith on the sideline? Yeah, they'll fuck you up. Yeah, that's a tough team. Whole team. Oh, oh, you, you think you, Utah, Utah's too small? Yeah, they got Steve Smith, man. That don't matter. Watch this. Steve Smith as wide receivers coach would be fascinating because... I think he'd actually be pretty good at it. Sure. And two, suddenly their wide receivers would start throwing the hardest haymakers in college football. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like your, your wide receivers are either injured or penalized or awesome. No, 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 no central ground between those three things. Never forget that Steve Smith and Chad Ochocinco Johnson played at the same community college. <laughs> yeah, that community college was awesome. Community college is the best. A phenomenal community college. That and that and if you'll remember the the celebration, this is the Oregon State Hushmanzada Johnson celebration, which is one of the greatest bowl celebrations ever. Was in a bowl game where Notre Dame was being torched by an Oregon State team. One of my favorite class victories ever. <laughs> that Notre Dame got pasted by Oregon State. Oh. <laughs> the proletariat sings. Do we, do we want to do Notre Dame next or? No, no, no. We're, we're going to save last. Okay. Not, not quite yet. Okay, yeah. so so now your choices are uh, Kansas or Minnesota. I thought we already did Kansas. Both I, not I, we, Kansas. we really didn't. Hang, hang on, hang on. We got to we got to pick win totals for Oregon and Utah. Oh, I think okay, okay. We set we set Oregon's success bar at nine and three. I think. Yep. Yeah. Do we think they'll hit that? I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I think they could. Yeah. I think they'll hit it. I think they'll hit it and cause all sorts of hot seat anguish in the process. Because it's still extremely minimal success bar. Yeah. Uh, in Utah, eight and four, perhaps. Hey, they always feel like eight and four to me, man. But yeah, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a, a good eight and four, a gutsy a hard... eight and four with a confusing loss to Colorado in there. A really uh, filling eight and four. That's yeah. really, but you know what? Like, what, like when you're looking at projections, Colorado is actually the most powerful team in the Pac-12 in terms of forecasting because. If they're not bad, then there are problems, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, Col- if Colorado fucks around and goes 8-4, and four, that means everybody's going 8-4. and four. But, look, Utah is already capable of being three different teams in a season. The same team that went on the road, as we've said. We, Oregon fans aren't listening anymore, so it doesn't matter. So we can remind you that they beat Oregon by scoring 62 points 
lost to UCLA at home 17 to 9. Same team. Did those things, both of them. Yep. 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 You can't explain that. Let's talk about Kansas. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm not for sure, let me, me sure we distract you. <laughs> let me give you let me give you the headline okay. from Bill C's piece. Kansas will definitely win a game. Oh shit. In 2016. Oh shit. Definitely. He yeah. Didn't go, he didn't say definitely. Where'd that come from? He'll definitely want to get me. He didn't say that. But he said <laughs> he said that they would probably win a game. So that's 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. Last year's headline was Kansas will get exercise and fresh air, I believe. Mm-hmm. So things are really looking up. Hey, um, do you want to know something fun? Sure. Kansas scored more touchdowns than Vanderbilt and Missouri last year. Okay, bye. Hmm. 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 I guess, well. Missouri, you only scored 16 touchdowns all year, you stupid assholes. And you scored four of them in your first game against Southeastern Missouri State. You ate all, you ate all, you ate all your snacks first. Oh, you dummies. Kansas, Southeastern Missouri. Oh, boy. You, you, you literally you ate everything in bags. That's, That's all you did. You went shopping, and then you ate everything that was in a bag or a ready-made package. You fools. That's, All right, so. I, that's why I wish we, the border war was still on, just to see last year's Kansas-Missouri game. Also, the first, the, first, the first header, by the way, the first header of Bill's Kansas preview for this year is, one, a new low. Yeah. <laughs> because for the uh, past, what, five, six years, we've kept thinking, surely Kansas can't get worse. Uh-huh. And now they yeah. can't. And now, and now it's finally, true. <laughs> now, now it's true. Unless, yeah. unless they somehow lose a game and get sanctioned for it. Now, now it would require losing to Rhode Island, Ooh, and boy. Rhode Island is actually a bad FCS team. Yeah, yeah. And can I, can I tell you though? Like this is you go okay. Well, Kansas is going to be bad, and you just want some, you just want some competition, right? That's what you want. They've got they've like. Their burned-out roster is slowly healing. Yeah, they will have more than 32 college, uh, scholarship players or whatever it was. So that'll be yeah. good. So they, remember, that's that's what Charlie Weiss leaves you with. Another legacy of the Charlie Weiss era. He stole all your copper. He stole all of your copper, stripped the pipes, and uh, all of your TVs. Even the ones that weren't flat screens, like mm-hmm. the old like big tube TVs. He, he took your, those, too. He stole your TV made of copper. Why did you have that? Thank you, thank you, Charlie Wise. Provisions, provisions, and lamp purchasing expert. Uh, this is what they. This is what Kansas has to face, by the way, and it's real hard to find a win. This anywhere. schedule is disgusting. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad because they they start with Rhode Island, yeah. and then I don't see a win. I do not. I, yeah, maybe no. maybe Iowa State. Maybe you got you got Ohio at home. You got Iowa State at home. Uh, Ohio's decent. Iowa State always likes to fight. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa State is a, is a, I'm willing to call them a question mark at this point. Yeah, they like to fight. You got Texas at home, and Texas has shown a capability of losing dumb games on the road. Texas can do anything. The <laughs> other thing that is awesome here is they only have one bye week because the Big 12 bunches. It's, it likes to have a few games that matter on that December. Uh, yeah. Dece- that, that weekend in December, so... 
Yeah, Kansas gets its entire conference it's slate bad. all in a row. It's bad, and they all and they have like no back to back home games in this stretch until they get to the end of the season. Like by the time they get to that Oklahoma game right before uh, Halloween, they will have already played Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, and Oklahoma State in a row. That, that I, I think that game might not even air on television. It could be so, so like, bloody and brutal. <laughs> After you play Rhode Island in week one, let's say you win that. Let's just uh, a hypothetical let's flight say, of fancy say Kansas wins that game. Bill, Bill is Bill never lies. Yep. Then you're just looking at eleven straight losses, and maybe you. <laughs> so sad. Maybe you like luck up and sneak away with one over Ohio. That's as good as it gets right now. Maybe you beat Ohio. Like, how the hell do you like? I I asked I've asked coaches this before, but when you go, you know, like it's going to be bad, y'all. <laughs> like, how do you pitch that? You know, <laughs> and and it's a really like I've never really gotten a great answer. Coaches always have an answer that sounds like it makes sense, right? You're like, well, we're just you know all we're doing is we're teaching maturity, and you just go in there. We're just going to have a good time. That's not. I mean, yeah, you said that out loud. <laughs> Listen, those listen, are words. All these are building block years, and that's fine. And you know what they're building for? That 2023-2024 home and home with Illinois. Ooh, yeah. I, rem- I remind you that Kansas went to an Orange Bowl under Bart Mangino. I don't want to be. I don't want to be dark. Um, some of our podcast listeners will be dead by 2023 and 2024. And while that's sad for a number of just, reasons, just, you're not going to have to watch Kansas Illinois. We're just playing numbers, y'all. Yeah, we'll yeah, miss not dark at all. You're, I mean, you're looking you're looking for positives here. Like, man, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be gone by then. I don't want to watch that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right, can we move on to Minnesota, please? Yeah, speaking of the yeah, sweet yeah. embrace, the sweet embrace of icy death itself. Okay. And also, Minna, speaking, speaking of, uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead, and finish that word. You were, Minnesota you were, football. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of coaches and expectations, this is a team where the head coach has uh, Tracy Clays, who was a former frequent interim and is now the full-time head coach. Someone asked him, you know, what are you expecting this year or whatever? And he said, oh, probably like eight to ten wins. <laughs> so he sort of set a number for himself, just really called a shot. And, uh, okay, let's see if you can you can hit it. I just thought that was interesting because usually coaches, it's you know, one game at a time or whatever. Uh, but Minnesota's set a mark for itself. They have, and they they had a difficult thing happen, right, to your football program. <laughs> they did. Yeah, which is your coach just not being able to do the job for health reasons, finally. And the replacement like Jerry... not understanding how to end a game against Michigan. Um. Yeah, you want to just b- remind everyone? No, of, of... no, I really don't. Michigan fans will do it for us. And you know what? You deserve Michigan. It's cool. Minnesota fans don't want to hear about it. They got to. I mean, you lost 29-26 in... <sighs> Fine, you can tell them. I don't care. No, let's come back to it. I'm not ready emotionally to discuss it. <laughs> okay. It was It was uh, bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. That's all that needs to be said. It was bad. Time management. A, a time management fiasco and a strategic... A series of strategic blunders so bad, like so grandiose. I mean, not Nebraska bad. No, no, no. no, Not Nebraska bad. (laughs) Hey, listen, you got to score points. It's the only way to manage the end of a game. Score points. That's a good point. 
If you score more points than they do, you never lose, right? Right? I mean, in some sense, that's that's true. Yeah, in some see, don't do this some don't do this some sense shit with me. I I used to be a lawyer. I don't know what you. I can't commit to anything. (laughs) uh, Except student, except student loans. Aw, again, just just fake your own death, kids. Yeah, exactly. Faking your own death. A really underrated skill that I, you know, not enough people embrace anymore. No. What's more hip? What's more hipster and small batch than faking your own death? Mm-hmm. It's a small batch. It's literally <laughs> one fake death. Limited edition, one one. Yeah, and like most exclusive <laughs> hipster endorsed brands, it's kind of a fraud. Why you gotta let the government own witness security relocation? Do it yourself. You know, you can get that fake death at any factory wholesale and mm-hmm. just put a fancy wrapper on it. Shh. Shh. This is just chocolate we melted down and called fake death. Wow. It's like this $9 fake corpse is just a $1 one with better <laughs> packaging. Uh, so, Minnesota, sorry. That so, I we... think you mentioned something about chocolate in there, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. We did. So, so okay. that brings us back to Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> dilly bars and whatever. Uh, dilly, dilly bars and like jolly obesity. This schedule is... It's something. Really? It exists. Bad. I mean, not not like not Kansas. Unfortunate bad. Just no. unpleasant bad. Oregon State, Indiana State, Colorado State at home. No, uh, you start. You start. By the way, you start with four states in a row. That's just yeah, yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. Oregon, Indiana, Colorado, and Pennsylvania State. Uh, yeah, you can go three and one through there. You ought to. You better. Not gonna After go. Not gonna that. go three and one. Yeah, the, the next one. Not gonna do that. You, well, yeah. Then, then the real, st- the tough stuff starts with Penn State. Penn State, Iowa, at Maryland. Maryland could be uh, quite a bit improved. I think you know, not great or anything, but, but I don't think. But not, not at, not a chalk it up as a W. Right, right. Uh, uh, Rutgers at home, sure W. Uh, <laughs> Purdue at home, W. I, I see, I see five or six wins. I don't know how you get to eight though. Yeah, you got to flip some stuff that you're not supposed to flip. It is it is partially dependent on some of these schools having bad years. Northwestern having a swoon year. Um, maybe Wisconsin having a stupid year. Some of these yeah. things are possible. Will all of them happen? I don't know. And uh, you're, as I was reminded, again by Michigan fans, um, the hopes of Minnesota football rest with very tall... Very throwy quarterback Mitch Leidner. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know? So, first rounder on Todd McShay's early draft board. Yeah. What? Yeah, look it up. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the part they wanted to talk about. Good God, Todd McShay. Hey, yeah, uh, let's yeah. play. Let's play a fun game. How many? How many games last year did Mitch Leidner throw for? I don't know. Let's say three touchdowns. Uh, none. Okay, how many games last year did he throw for, I don't know, 350 yards? Definitely. Zero. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there are other things that go into being quarterback. <laughs> um, Such as height. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did he rank in passer rating uh, among all quarterbacks? Was among, it like 70th? Among all quarterbacks, I'm looking as we speak, 87th. Grr! 87th. <laughs> uh uh, eight, eight spots behind Christian Hackenberg. Mm. Uh, Twelve <laughs> spots behind Joel Stave. Ooh, this wow. is this is. Uh, let's see. Uh, what round was Joel Stave picked in? <laughs> Second round. <laughs> A whopping 
21 spots behind Tommy Armstrong Jr. Oh boy, yeah, it's uh, wow. So this, so you're you're just going straight for the comparing him to Big Ten quarterbacks, but but ahead of Treon Harris. That's thank you, thank you. Well. We were talking about quarterbacks though, <laughs> well. so that's kind of an unfair comparison. Hey, just because he's not now doesn't mean he wasn't then. The same goes for Joel Stave. I go by what's in the heart, not what the feet show. And what his heart said. Well, actually, what his heart said was quarterback, and what his feet said was, uh, you know, kind of a ninth-string wide receiver. The Bible, like, the Bible is full of mint those who started in one position and were called to a different one. Is it for, for various reasons? God sure. called. Them. Sure. God, Triod- called, God, God called them multiple names. Triad Harris is uh, Florida's version of the uh, Apostle Paul. Yeah, this feels like a five-win team. Like, if I was looking at it, it's like five, five or six wins. Well, like and the, prob- the problem is it's going to start it, – it could – I don't necessarily think they're going to beat Penn State on the road, but let's say let's say they do and they start 4-0. Oh, man, it's going to be – it's going to be unfortunate when everybody's like, uh-oh, here comes Minnesota, big boys in the Big Ten, ready to <laughs> reclaim past glory. Oh, shit, we lost to Maryland extremely past glories i mean i don't think i i I don't think iowa that home at home is all that brutal of a game right uh already already the iowa disrespect starts i know man you're talking about if my close friend adam jacoby were here he would take issue sir you're talking about formerly undefeated (laughs) Uh aren't we all those bowl participant iowa speak for yourself (laughs) that's true i only made it about two days I was going to say, born born with a couple of L's in the record, man. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the schedule's not brutal, but I agree. I was looking, I was thinking six or seven wins, but since you said five, I'm going to go towards six. Okay. It's, it's going to turn on some, it's going to turn on some unfortunate games. Like, we'll probably look back at, I don't know, maybe that game in Champaign. Be like, oh, that's where they could have got bowl eligible. Shit. Or, oh, that's where they did. Good job, guys. Oh, man. We're going to get Tracy Glaze versus Lovey Smith clock management. And so it'll be like 16 <laughs> to 15 or something. And <laughs> who's going to call the most amazing timeout? Why is the halftime show Rex Grossman singing Feeling on Your Booty? <laughs> Why would it not be? I was going to say, man. I'm like, like what, what, what else does Rex like want to do with his life? He's done it all. That's true. He, right. might as, he, he might as well do that. Um, by the way, we can. I, I think I'm ready. Okay. To to talk about the end of the Michigan, Michigan Minnesota, Minnesota game. game. Yeah. Because all right, listen. First year coaches, y- you can make a lot of mistakes in terms of in terms of your time management, your management. Les Miles did this very famously, mm-hmm. re- re- repeatedly, even. Okay. Not exactly the fastest moving team, Minnesota. Okay, not, not, not a hurry up. Definitely not anything that you would say was any kind of you know grand, speedy kind of coterie of players. Nope, nope, not that at all. However, when they were trailing twenty nine twenty six, Minnesota's the twenty six here. Okay, and they had the ball and first and goal on like the the one. Yeah, I mean you can start this way back before then if you want, but please go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Let me just put it this way: okay. they. They 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 sauntered down right to the end zone. Yeah. Okay, they when they got the ball, there were almost five minutes left on the clock. Yep, 
and uh, they do what you're supposed to do. They get down there, okay? And you want, you know, ideally, I think if you would, you'd want to have first and goal with at least like, you know, 30 seconds on the clock, right? Yeah. They get they get first and goal with a running clock, and mm-hmm. when they line up, there are 17 seconds on the clock. And then they get into a play and start shifting with a running clock yep. on first and goal. Then they pass. Then they opt to not kick the field goal to go to overtime. And they got stuffed at the one. Yep. So out of that, out of that, they run uh, out of that. They run one play. All right. With 16 seconds. And they that's after like multiple shifts. That's great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because they. And on this, this drive had the makings of, oh, this is, you know, something we talk about long after the fact. They converted a third and 17 deep in their own territory. They converted a fourth and five near midfield. Like, there were, there were moments of promise, and then it all fell apart at the end. Just all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's you, Minnesota. Five wins. I'm calling five. All right. Yeah, and I mean, to to be fair, we are talking about a first time head coach who was who took the job mid season. Yeah, that that so, was surely his. He's, this... Surely he spent the entire off season playing Madden to study on study up on those late game situations and all that. This was his literal first game as head coach, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. It was right around there. I'm pretty, and I mean, yeah. And he came up with Jerry Kill, so it's not like he got a lot of these late game reps. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was that this was Tracy Glay's uh, first game as head coach. So, all said, uh, as a Florida fan, I'll tell you, losing to Michigan by three—that's fine. <laughs> that's a great score. That's not too been, bad. Been there. That's not too you bad. Lose, lose no. to Michigan by one score. You've done a good job. No, that's the thing, Spencer. We haven't. No, no, we've been there. Stop it! It was a nail biter. How many years ago was that? It was four. It was fourteen to seven, and I'm dyslexic. <laughs> um, you just want to you want to keep the keep the tail lights in distance. Uh, I can't read the license plate. Um, all right, rip the bandaid off, Spencer. All right, so we have to talk about. Um, we saved it for last. We're finally going to talk about Notre Dame. 